why boards should care about supply chains. The topic of supply chains is on everyone's mind. Board members are increasingly obliged to ask themselves what their own company's supply chain looks like and with whom they do business. The issues associated with supply chains are complex and require being looked at from multiple angles. Welcome to the Better Boards podcast series. In this episode, I'm thrilled to talk with one of the top 100 most influential women in the German business world, Anahita Thoms, from the global law firm Baker McKenzie. I'm Dr. Sabine Demkowski, founder and managing partner of Better Boards. We make the boards of the most ambitious organizations more effective. Our mission at Better Boards is to contribute to creating better boards. We do this by providing clients with an evidence-based approach for board evaluations and board development programs. We have created an innovative board evaluation platform clients can access and use as part of a fully facilitated board evaluation or for their internal evaluation. Large professional service firms are also welcome to use our platform. To fulfill our mission, we give a voice to all who care about creating better boards. Anahita, thank you so much for contributing to the Better Boards podcast series. Thank you so much for having me. It's a good time to cover this specific topic in our podcast series. So let's jump straight in. Why should boards really care about supply chains? Supply chains are an increasingly important topic and This is across many sectors and jurisdictions posing real challenges to boards. And it is helpful, I think, for our discussion to subdivide the concrete challenges into two categories. Firstly, we have our companies need to ensure they are sufficiently supplied with whatever they need, of course, to continue their business, to operate properly. And secondly, the emerging body of laws regulating supply chains in particular Mm. issues in supply chains is very complex and may, in individual cases, lead redesigning of companies' supply chains. So when we look at the first category, what I just mentioned, so the supply chain disruptions and possible shortages, of course, looking at what has happened in the last couple of months, we will see the first thing is COVID coming to mind, how dependent we all were and how much we face shortages as a consequence of, let's say, slow down productions and even some stopped for at least a while. So it's important to keep in mind that systemic shocks such and COVID is only an example, of course, of high relevance to boards. But besides pandemics, We have geopolitical developments, and we just have to remember the trade wars between the U.S. and China under President Trump, Mm. but which also continues actually today under President Biden. And if you're a company in the U.S., for example, you're heavily reliant on a certain item you want to import from China, and then suddenly you have tariffs on that item, that of course increases your import costs. And you may end up in a situation where your production costs are so significantly higher that may potentially affect your business model. And when we talk about the second bucket, the second category, which is the legal side of the issue, what we are seeing is, especially in the European Union, more and more companies have to recognize and do recognize that they bear some responsibility with regard to human rights, but also environmental issues. And 
the laws actually also require them. And we can deep dive further into this, what we are seeing across the European Union. For example, in Germany, we have the Act on Corporate Diligence Obligations and Supply Chains. But also, for example, in the UK, the Netherlands, in France, we have laws in France, for example, the law on vigilance obligations is structured quite similarly to the German law. And then the European Commission, on top of that, come up with various proposals, for example, also a new directive on corporate sustainability due diligence and various non-financial reporting requirements throughout the European Union. So you can see we have multiple legislative initiatives or laws that are already in place, and that's why it is an issue for the board. So many reasons for the boards to consider this a high priority issue. I mean, I very much like that you put these very complex topics in two distinct buckets so that our listeners can somehow get a handle on this. What has really changed? I mean, it seems to be an awful lot boards have to consider now when they think of supply chains. I believe indeed that some years ago, board members may have had the perception that supply chain management is only a matter for, let's say, the purchasing department or the procurement team. And nowadays, in light of supply chain shortages, in light of geopolitical challenges, but also in terms of the legislative developments that we had just discussed, Many have understood that disruptions in supply chains are a real risk and also that it's a reputational challenge or may become one. And I think in combination has led to this really this topic becoming a topic for boards. I mean, you are active in numerous boardrooms across the globe and help them to really build and think of how they can gain a competitive advantage. Can you tell our listeners where the competitive advantages lie? What can be achieved? Sure. And I would say that I mean, this is a very challenging topic because uh, on the one hand, it is a reputational topic. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, a business has to make sure that they are profitable. And supply chains or value chains are at the heart of businesses, particularly businesses that export and import a lot of products. So their efficiency dictates the speed at which an idea comes into the market. And altering supply chains can decrease production costs. And now we come to the bigger picture, it can also decrease emissions. Mm-hmm. So a good understanding on how one supply chains work, cost drivers and business impacts of each link in the Supply chain can be analyzed. So I always say you have to analyze properly. And through the opportunities awarded by this real-time supply chain planning and stakeholder engagement can be heated. That's at least the goal. And inherent is that you create synergies between the company and the suppliers, but also the local communities. And engagement with stakeholders can then create a competitive advantage by leading to new solutions built bottom up, but also in case 
something happens, you have built a strong relationship with reputable, resilient suppliers. So not only is the monitoring of supply chains an opportunity, it is also a necessity because of the legal developments, which are moving very quickly and have already moved on mm -hmm. from soft law principles to hard law regulations, basically in multiple countries across the globe. We pride ourselves to give really practical advice and really insights on this podcast. And what you describe sounds really, really complex and actually difficult to get a handle on. Can you give some advice what directors should prioritize or how they can build a hierarchy, what they should look out for in the boardroom? Yes, I mean, this question comes from time to time. How are we supposed to manage all the things that the law <laughs> exactly to do? And this is just on top of everything else. I believe at the moment, most companies will be concerned with making their supply chains more resilient to future mm. crises. And with regards to supply chain resilience, directors should concentrate on exploring possibilities to diversify their supplier base and also digitalize their supply chain. And then you have to see if you don't make sure that you have the right people, haven't hired the right people, have really smart, capable, and still business-oriented chief sustainability officers who basically set the tone from the top, it will be challenging. So I think this is something also around governance, but also having the right people mm -hmm. with the budgets, the possibility, and really don't put your chief sustainability officer into uh, you know, the marketing department. The chief sustainability officer should be either part of your board or directly reporting to the CEO. So make sure you have the proper governance, analyze your supply chains, and make sure that you anticipate rather than react. That would be definitely a recommendation. And what have you seen in any board packs? How have people provided this information to boards? Have you seen anything good there? What could help our listeners? What I think is fair to say is the topic of ESG is so broad that so far most companies are really struggling. I would really recommend is to see it as an ongoing process to become better every year, rather than believing that you can basically achieve everything in a very short period of time, because it has to also be a robust way of doing it. But I think what I've seen in multiple companies in Europe, but also in the US, The way the companies who approach it, who I think will be successful, is to have a combination of tone from the top, proper governance, but also including their employees in the whole discussion. I think that is really an important piece of the puzzle. If you also look at the challenges that all companies face, war for talents and being reputable, but also credible. So Bring your employees along on this important journey. No, oh, great. Fantastic. You mentioned already digitization. What role does digitization and diversification really play with regards to supply chains? I think both are very important strategies for making supply chains more resilient to 
systemic shocks, geopolitical challenges. So with regards to diversification, sourcing products and components from only a single source, well, that makes supply chains particularly vulnerable. And whether greater diversification of supply chains is a viable path, however, will of course depend on your industry. Finding new suppliers, and I absolutely appreciate that, is not easy in some segments and for highly complex products. It always so starts again with analyzing the weak points of your supply chains and building a sustainable business relationship with a supplier. And that's, of course, a longer process. So you do have to do your risk-based analysis and then decide how is it possible to diversify more. And that should definitely be an ongoing effort because for many companies that I have been advising, this topic for some of them was always big especially, for example, for the automotive sector. But then COVID hit, and then they realized they have to actually do much more. And on top of that, what we have seen is that some started to do their homework, and then COVID-19 kind of, you know, somehow it was, again, manageable. They stopped, and now we have other geopolitical issues. Mm -hmm. And the whole supply chain analysis comes up again. So I think diversification is something that has to be ongoing and should not stop in the middle. And you mentioned digitalization. Supply chains should become more digital in the future. The goal is end-to-end transparency of the entire supply chain. And tracking tools can help map goods movements transparently and quite in real time. And the faster you identify a problem in the supply chain, the faster you can decide on countermeasures. I mean, all sorts of issues can happen, and some of them you cannot anticipate, like what happened in the Suez Canal. But networking stakeholders, IT systems, using cloud solutions, IoTs, blockchain, that all can generate a holistic picture of the supply chain And this is something that I definitely recommend to analyze properly and put into action. Thank you so much. You mentioned it. At the moment, we experience a particularly tense situation of global trade flows and supply networks. What do you advise currently in the last two months for boards of directors and supervisory boards? What should they do really in such an acute situation? I think we have the business, the profitability challenges, and then we have the reputational angle. And I think you have to look at it together. You cannot look at these things in silo. So you have to think about how can I change the relationships that I had so far and how can I still be profitable and at the same time a reputable company? And I appreciate it. It's very challenging and boards have a multitude of topics. But my recommendation is really very rationally analyze your supply chains, then look at the values that you have in the company, and then look at the risks when it comes to, let's say, for example, concrete contractual relationships, and then decide whether There are factors that you as a company, because of the values that you have, you just do not want to do business 
any longer. And then we have, of course, on the top of it, all these political sanctions, which we constantly hear in the media at the moment. The same applies what you just said, or is there anything that needs to be considered in addition? No, I think that's exactly the right. I mean, sanctions are another factor that disrupt, clearly disrupt supplies or force companies to stop business or look for alternatives. And it is definitely something what I recommended before is indeed valid. We have to come to the end of our discussion. What are the three things our listeners should take away from this podcast? Firstly, supply chains are vulnerable to disruptions. Therefore, supply chain management can be a source of risk if done badly, and it can equally be a source of great opportunity. Secondly, supply chains must be understood in a more holistic manner nowadays. Both businesses and policymakers have come to the conclusion, and also the consumers, that sustainability in supply chains is more than just necessary, but a reputational topic. And I would say thirdly, boards will play an increasing role with regards to supply chain management for the following reasons, because they are a source of risk to the company's business and because boards will carry more and more responsibility for supply chain issues and sustainability issues, which is also, for example, you can see that in the German Corporate Governance Codex, where actually board members in Germany in future have to bring sustainability knowledge when they are appointed as new board members. Thank you so, so much, Anahita, for your experience, for your insights. Your insights couldn't have become be more timely for our listeners. Thank you so, so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Thank you so much for having me. How can we help you and your board? We at Better Boards are always delighted to hear from you. You can best reach us at info at better-boards.com. Thank you for listening.